Hey, hi, hello, fam. I am back. This is Kayla with your podcast strategist show. I'm super excited you're here because today we are going to talk about editing best practices. Because when it comes down to it, I fully believe that new podcasters should 100% dive into the intricacies of editing. If only for one or two shows, that's perfectly fine. But I think it's important for you to understand the process that goes into editing your show. Like I said, it doesn't have to be for a long period of time. I fully understand that we need to use our time where it's meant to be used. But when it comes down to it, that's so valuable to be able to hear yourself talk and go through the process so that you understand how much time it takes to really get in there and make a very cohesive show. That's my little PSA. So let's dig into it. I'm super excited to chat about editing with you. Welcome to the Your Podcast Strategist Show. I'm your host, Kayla Wells. I'm a podcast manager and strategist working with award-winning professionals and entrepreneurs who are creating businesses that change the world. Get ready to learn everything you need to know to start podcasting today, along with all the encouragement you need to stay on track. I love podcasting, but I love creating sustainable marketing and content machines that support your business and life even more. It's time to take the weight out of your marketing efforts. Ready to go? Great. Grab your favorite note-taking tools and let's do this. Okay, let's talk editing. All right. So, first things first, I like using free editing software. My favorite is Audacity. I thought that I was going to quote unquote grow out of it at some point, but when it comes down to it, it's a brilliant tool. It's an open source tool. It's completely free and it's constantly being updated. So, now in a lot of ways, it's starting to really act and perform like some of your higher priced options. Is it as good? Maybe not necessarily, but that being said, it's really, really great as a beginner tool. And honestly, at this point, you know, I'm three and a half years into my podcast editing journey and it's still serving me well. I know people who have been editing podcasts and editing audio for decades and are still using it because the tool itself keeps getting better and better. Now, there are things to be said for things like Audition and Pro Tools and all those really big names. For instance, with Audition, you can create really awesome templates. So if you're editing your own show and you're always in the same recording environment and you always use the same mic and you're always doing the same thing, you can create templates to more quickly go through and edit and like make sure your sound is perfect. Perfect being relative. It's almost impossible to have truly perfect sound. But, you know, you can create those templates, which really helps with your overall process. That being said, and I say that being said a lot, I still find Audacity to be super user-friendly. And I am a proponent of listening through every minute of a show. And in fact, the shows I work on get listened to multiple times because we also do timestamps and all of those things. So there's kind of a, a built-in quality assurance there. But I listen to them multiple times so that I can make sure that I haven't missed anything. So for editing purposes, the thing is you really want to create a natural sounding podcast, but you don't want to sound as if you don't know what you're talking about. So for instance, if you say, um, every other word while you're talking, it's going to sound as if you do not know how to articulate the things that you are trying to tell your audience. It doesn't feel good to listen to um, somebody who talks like, um, every few seconds, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, um, it just doesn't sound good. So you want to make sure that you're 
pausing rather than just sitting there constantly like using um as a crutch to figure out what the next thing is you're going to say. We all say um. It's okay to have a few in there, but you don't want to sit there and every other word be some sort of filler word. Another one that's really, um, see right there. Another one that's really common is like. Another one is, you know, or starting off every single new thought with so, or I love that. A lot of people say, I love that quite a bit in interviews. And then they realize they say it all the time. And it's like, do I really love all of this? Like, is this really coming across as genuine or is it just because I couldn't think of anything else to say? That's for you to answer. (laughs) When it comes to editing though, you want to make sure that the conversation flows well And you want to make sure that you sound as if you know what you're talking about. So taking out a portion of the ums, taking out some of those likes that you just didn't need to be in there. That's perfectly fine. Making sure that you're cutting out long pauses, like extremely long pauses, because when it comes down to it, this is a fully audio platform. If you're doing a video, if you're doing a video podcast alongside your audio podcast, that's fine. There's a little bit of a different thing to go on for video than there is for audio, because at least there's that visual element and you can see someone thinking versus with audio. If the pause is too long, I have been known to think that the audio had just cut out and that like there was something wrong with the recording. So you don't want to have super long pauses. You want to bring those down. You want to make sure that you don't have too many ums and ahs, and you just want to make sure that things are flowing properly. So if you had pauses or restarts and things like that, you need to go back through and listen to make sure that you take out anything that's not meant to be there. If you're working with an editor, a really great way to deal with that is to clap, You know, making an actual clap because the clap is going to signal in the audio is going to, it's going to be a much bigger wave and it signals that there's a change that needs to happen there or that this is a spot that you need to look at. I don't necessarily need those because whenever I'm editing, like I said, I listen to everything all the time. I want to make sure that I am getting all of those little nuances, but some people prefer not to edit at all. They don't do any editing whatsoever. They want it to be completely raw and real. And that's cool too. But a lot of times the people who do that have been recording audio for some time and they're confident in their ability to at least string together a really good thought. So editing best practices. First things first, you don't want to take out all of the breaths. Like we breathe, we are human it is important that you hear those breaths because otherwise it sounds as if this person has a never ending stream of consciousness. Like they're just talking without any kind of break. And that's not, that's not going to sound normal in any way, shape or form. So you want to leave your breaths in. I will say when I first started editing, I just could not sound the sound of breaths and I didn't have the same audio software that I do now where I can kind of bring them down without removing them completely. And it drove me crazy to hear these huge gasps of breath, which that's another thing I probably should have mentioned in the last episode is breathing properly. Be cognizant of not taking these big gasping breaths. Don't speak so long into your breath that you're having to go (gasps) as you speak. You just don't need to do that. And just kind of having a a natural rhythm of breathing and speaking. You know, you you breathe and you speak to people all the time. Do you find yourself gasping for breath all the time? If you do, you might want to go see your doctor 
there might be an issue there. Um, but if you don't, if normally you know that you can say so many words before you need a breath and you're not getting down to the bottom of your breath before you have to gasp for air, that's perfect. You just don't want those big, huge breaths, but you want them to be in there because we breathe. Okay. So don't take them all out. Now, sometimes people will, this is another thing I should have mentioned for recording best practices is not having a dry mouth. That's when you start getting a lot of those mouth clicks, people going like, and those kinds of things, which you may not even end up being able to hear this because I take a lot of that stuff out. But when you have a very dry mouth, you end up clicking more because your mouth just has more stickiness to it. So before you record, I recommend drinking not hot, not cold, just like room temperature or maybe very slightly warm water with honey and lemon. I like the way it kind of coats my mouth and my throat. It makes me not feel as if I need to have more to drink. Just be very well hydrated when you're recording and you won't have a lot of mouth noises. But for editing purposes, you're going to see that stuff. And sometimes it's really hard to get the click or the pop out without cutting too far into the breath. In that case, silence, don't delete. Okay. So that there is that pause. Even if you're not hearing a breath, you still get a pause and it doesn't sound like they're just going on and on and on and on. And keep that in mind. Silent Silence is a, a fantastic tool while you are editing rather than just deleting out all of these spaces. Use that silence tool rather than making your spots smaller. Another thing to remember is if you're editing multiple tracks, you want your tracks to line up. And so in Audacity and Audition, all of these, they have some form of sync locking your tracks so that when you make an edit or a cut in one track, it shortens the other track as well. And you don't get off on your timing. Another thing to consider for, I guess, recording best practices, I probably should have put this in there too, is that if you are working or you're recording with another person, you need separate tracks so that if something happens on the other person's track while you're speaking, you can silence that rather than just having to leave it in because you can't pull it out because you were speaking and they were typing on their keyboard. If they're typing on their keyboard and you have one track, you can't take that out. You just need to re-record or you just have to leave it in, you know, and there's just not much you can do with it. But if you have separate tracks, you're able to remove that as if it never happened. So that's another thing for recording best practices, but it helps with editing as well because you're able to silence out those pieces. And again, you would silence them, not delete them because then you would change your overall timing and your, your connection on those tracks. So like I said, for editing purposes, you want to make sure to take out some, but not all of the ums, some, but not all of the so's, some, but not all of the likes. You want to sound natural. You just want to sound like you know what you're talking about. And then additionally, there are clicks and stuff. You're going to have background noises and there are things to consider with regard to like the S's and the, the ends of the spectrum that you can hear. Now I'm not going to go into extreme detail on this. This is like editing 101 because really if you're recording properly, then editing shouldn't be that difficult. If you want an in-depth editing, we can go through that. I am learning constantly every single day. I can go over some more of those tools that I use to take out some of the larger, you know, issues. We can talk about EQ a little bit. I'm not a master. I am learning along with 
everyone else talk about compression and things like that. But when it comes down to just like getting the content out there and making sure it sounds as good as possible, make sure to record properly and then make sure that you don't take away the natural sounding pieces of the conversation. Now, one tool that I do use, I have to pay for it, but I do use it whenever I am having trouble leveling tracks or getting the volume just where I want it to be. A lot of times I have to use it because two people are recorded on one track and their mics are different volumes. And so a a tool I use to bring those things in is Auphonic. And it's an AI tool. It's it honestly, it's great for what it does. It removes background noise. It takes out hum and it also will level your tracks and get them into the appropriate loudness range for podcasts. So I know a lot of people who use it in advance before they ever do anything with the track, they'll run their each individual track through Auphonic and that way they're already pre-leveled and you, all of that sounds really, really good. They'll do that first. I know some people who use it afterwards. Either way, if you're having trouble leveling a track and getting your loudness the same, it's a great tool to use overall. It will also help remove some of those clicks and pops and hums. You just got to be careful because sometimes it will run the track too quickly and it will make it sound kind of robotic because it is AI. So you just need to make sure that like you're using it when necessary. So like I said, if you would like a more in-depth editing episode, let me know. I'd be happy to go into more detail as to how to get really, really good audio. Um, But really, honestly, my biggest tip for editing, editing audio is to first record audio well, because audio in is audio out. And anything that you do to audio after it's been recorded, in some ways, is going to degrade it. The better that you can get the audio going into your recording, the better overall. All right, that's it for today. Let me know if you have any questions. Of course, I'd be happy to answer them. If you want more details on editing, I can certainly do a part two. I'd be happy to. But until next time. Thank you so much for listening. Love the episode? If so, I'd truly appreciate you leaving me some stars and some words. Or, you know, those ratings and reviews we all talk about. Want to immerse yourself in the podcast world? Head over to Facebook or Instagram and follow me at Quell's Podcast Services. That's K-W-E-L-L-S Podcast Services. I'm sharing more tidbits and knowledge and would love to connect. Today is the day to take action. What's one thing you can do to move closer to your podcast and business dreams? Do you have it clear in your mind? Okay, go do it. I'll catch you next time.